Well, I can't outswim a helicopter underwater. Not even on the surface. No surprise. I can swim deep, though, and I knew that all I needed was a little more than three feet. Hey, I used to watch TV before the whites made a mess of everything. You can learn some stuff there. What I knew was that about three feet was plenty of water to keep me safe from bullets. The other factor in my favor was the pea-green murk of Lake Travis that left visibility near the surface at maybe five feet on a sunny day. Thankfully, the sun was still behind a layer of clouds, which meant less visibility. I swam. With my backpack and my machete weighing me down, it was no problem to keep my depth. I spun in a barrel roll as I kicked, getting a long glance at the surface and seeing nothing but glowing green. If I couldn't see the helicopter, it couldn't see me. I still heard its repetitive thumping. I still heard the machine gun fire. I heard rounds splash the surface, and I saw bubble trails emerge from the glow. I let myself sink deeper. After all, you can't believe everything you see on TV. Feeling momentarily invulnerable, I was glad the helicopter's gunner was firing at me, probably the most prominent blur of fast-moving white skin he saw after pulling his trigger. That would give Murphy time to escape. I didn't entertain the possibility that Murphy was laying on the dock full of holes and bleeding. I swam away from the direction implied by the bullet's bubble trails. The gunner had guessed where I was based on how I dove into the water. I wasn't going to come up for air along that vector. I wasn't going to be easy prey. Instead, I turned on a path that paralleled the shore, putting me on an intersecting course with the other dock I'd seen. I didn't think I had enough air in my lungs to reach the dock, but I needed to try. No, I needed to make it. It was that kind of situation. To come up for air with nothing to hide me, a bright white-skinned head with little hair against the green water, would make me an easy target. The dock was cover. If I could get there and swim below it, I could surface on the other side where the men in the helicopter wouldn't see me. I liked the unrealistic idea of surfacing in the air gap between the dock, but those gaps were only under the docks on Lake Austin below the dam. The water there was kept at a constant level when it wasn't flooding. The water on Lake Travis rose and fell by dozens of feet through the course of a year of a normal rainfall. All the marinas and docks were built on enormous cubes of foam to keep them afloat on the water's surface, leaving no room for coming to the surface beneath them. The sound of bullet splashes grew faint. The helicopter was so loud it was impossible to tell where it was. The machine gun fire stopped. I pushed on. I needed air. But that was nothing new. It seemed like every time I got into the water anymore I needed to hold my breath way past the point of comfort. I was becoming very familiar with how far past my perceived limits I could actually push myself. I was way past the point of protests from my lungs and into that part of oxygen deprivation where my vision was starting to tunnel black around the edges. It was time to surface or drown. I curled into a ball, put my feet in the muck on the lake bed, and exhaled all of my air as I pushed to the surface. I was only going up long enough to suck in some air, then go right back down again. My shoulder hit something hard and my head bounced against foam. I'd made it to the other dock. But I needed air right now.
I scrambled through the water, grabbing for the dock's edge, found it, and pushed my face above the surface. I sucked in my breath, got a quick glimpse of the sky, and went back down again, moving over beneath the dock. I found a cable support on the bottom side of the floating structure to hold on to. I needed to keep myself still. I also needed another breath. After holding my breath too long the first time, the second one didn't last. Leaning my head back, I slowly surfaced while holding onto the cable support, putting my face just above the water. I grabbed another deep breath, pushed my luck, and took a second, then went back under again. I listened. The sound of the helicopter's blades beating the air wasn't as loud as it had been a few moments before. I waited. Maybe they were leaving. Maybe they were hovering over the house, looking for Murphy. Maybe they were just up higher, where they could get a view over a larger area. I had no way to know. I only had a need to breathe, and a hope not to be seen when I surfaced.